You're now tuned in to the Millionaire by Morning podcast. The only podcast designed to make our listeners millionaires through mindset. Through mindset. Motivation. Motivation. Mastery. Mastery. Meditation. Meditation. And manifestation. And now your host, Rashad Thurlkill. Okay, recording in progress. Uh, so the pr- proper way to say your name, B-Dos? B-Dos. My last name is Doswell. It's just short for Doswell. B-Dos. B-Dos. For my listeners out there, this is B-Dos. Brandon has a bachelor's degree in business with a background in consumer technology, creator of the cartoon series Hustle Man, the superhero, founder of Hustle Collective, the master master brand behind HTSH, Hustle, Hustle Apparel. HTSH, sorry. What is it? What is it? Go ahead. HTSH is Hustle Man the Superhero. Just instead of writing that out all the time, uh, that's just a cool version of it, you know, so. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And and Hustle Apparel, you got Hustle Apparel, your clothing line. All right. The Fire Watch and Hustle Comics Animation Yes. company so yep. if you can explain a little bit about hustle i assume is the umbrella yep so if you could explain some of the things that you have going on up under the umbrella all right cool so uh, first of all appreciate you having me on thanks a lot millionaire about morning podcast i think that just the concept is dope in general so um i'll say thank you for that um appreciate it. as far as the company's concerned so hustle is something that like the company became hustle from a collective of hustles, you know, over time. And when when I'm doing something, I like to kind of like uh, stand back and look at it and look at it for, you know, a little bit more of uh, what it could be and not just what it is when I'm looking at it at that moment. So if I'm going to make if I'm going to sell T-shirts, I'm not just going to sell T-shirts. I'm going to do a clothing line. See what I'm saying? So, right. and, and that's that. That was the mentality with everything that um that I was doing, kind of like um, I would I would say forever. Even like I started out like I have a sports background. Like I played ball, but I tore my knee, I tore my hamstring, I broke my collarbone before. I didn't do you know what I mean? I didn't had so many different injuries that um I, I would have to kind of dig into my inner self and say, well, what else are you good at? Because I would hear people that were older than me, they're always telling me, you know, uh, well, make sure you uh, you got something to fall back on. Everybody don't make it to the league. And I'm like, man, I'm nice. So, you know, after a while, you start the, I remember telling somebody that my major was going to be football when I went to school. And that was like the dumbest thing that I ever said, bro. You know what I mean? But like, um, over time, like at school, we were selling t-shirts on campus and stuff like that. You know what I mean? When I got out of school we did a, or I did a online company, online clothing company called Swagger World Online. It was the place, you know, where you're supposed to log in and then you're just in a different world per se. And then you can buy clothes, but then see different like updates on uh, things in the culture and things of that nature. So, but we ended up turning that into a store. I say we a lot, even though I know I'm doing it, but it's a habit, but it's good at it. But, um, Cause I did have some help. We turned that into a, a store in my neighborhood called Swagger World. And we had like high-end denim, um, 
we had tees and hoodies and stuff like that too but we had like a lot of custom clothing but then on top of that we did um we did we did rap battles in there we did fashion shows photo shoots uh, we played chess in there like we used to do all kind of stuff at the spot that became like this focal spot of different it became swagger world like a different place you know what i mean that you just come yeah. to so, yeah it kind of it started there really but then uh over time like my building was kind of falling apart and i'm not kind of falling apart a whole in the feeling in, in in the winter time and they said they weren't fixing it until spring so i'm like now i gotta figure out what i'm going to do and i reached out to some of my clothing manufacturers and they pointed me into the direction of electronic manufacturers. So that's how I got into even dealing with technology in general. So like that background was created after, you know, I didn't go to school for anything technical or anything like that. I went to school for business. So we used to have to just pitch different business courses, I mean, business ideas and actual companies and class, things like that. So that's what I went to school for. It just happened. I feel like I look at something and I see, I look for a boy and say, well, this is missing this, or I can do this, something like that. So being from Pittsburgh, just to do that one time, being from Pittsburgh, we, uh, this is a terrible towel, y'all know, we swing terrible towels at our, uh, right, our okay. But, uh, Black and yellow. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So back when um, Hans Ward was still playing and I was watching him work out, his uh, headphones had a wire leading down to his, his phone and pregame he's working out and this is bouncing on his waist. And I was thinking like, well, what if this is before, you know, wireless and all that. So I'm thinking like, what if they can have like something wireless? No, matter of fact, he didn't have the wire. It was wireless, but my idea was to just put the music on the headphones. So this is, it's not bouncing on your waist or anything like that. When you're working out, running, doing anything, any kind of physical activity. So that's what that idea came from. So I reached out in China and we did that. And we sold them. We made like a couple of different models. I think we made a, a Supreme, uh, uh, my sounds wireless 412 uh, my sounds wireless uh, flavors we had like three different color flavors so that was like uh, the, the digital I mean excuse me the consumer technology side of it. and then from there um, when you when you put like a fire wash next to that that's a smoking lighter so you slide the face down and you can tap your your paper whatever you got in there to the thing that lights it on the watch it's a digital watch so uh, we put some out and we sold some locally, but then we put them in some stores, but I shelved it and waited to put them back out for real because like we got like like three great ideas for it. So we weren't going to rush it when we started to bring in a cartoon, you know, which that brings me to now. So now when I'm doing a cartoon, I'm using my headphones from the past that I did. And we had the, the um, we got all the drip that goes with the clothing line. So these things that I did in the past kind of, in, in fragments equal up to the overall hustle. So that's when I say, all right, hustle collective. I'm going, these collective of hustles that I created, I'm going to put this under one umbrella. And then from there, it just kind of focus on each one and then make a flagship uh, product or service to lead. And then the other ones that come behind it, you know, kind of will, will, will form up and, and grow as this other one, you know, leads the charge. So that's how. Okay. I okay. So you started, you started at a time where it was physical products, as in the T-shirts, as in yeah. uh, flagship stores, retail storefronts. Yes, when Red Monkey and True Religion and uh, I used to be out back then, man. Black Label, Robin's Jeans just came out. 
a lot of them different jeans that were like a couple hundred dollars. Everybody was on the red monkeys back then in shoe religion yeah. at the time. Visu jeans, those were big, I remember. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's how. Okay. So you have now transitioned to the digital aspect, the clothing line that you're doing now. Is it 100% online or are you going back into retail or how would that play out? So the clothing line, um, primarily it was supposed to be, um, we just like to do things differently, man. So it was supposed to be us putting the cartoon characters on the clothing. Like this is just a, a um, like a like the poster flag that we had in the marquee. But um, just in general, like the different action scenes when you break down the different characters, like we might have somebody you know shoot back this way or you know whatever the scene is. We wanted to put cool designs on clothes. But then you know the the, the creator in us that, that whatever that fire is that says there's more to what you're doing right now. You know me and my partner Mook. He's our creative director. When we start talking, we just go back and forth, back and forth, and then it grows into, you know, a full line. So to answer your question, um, yeah, the clothing will be in other stores, but we won't open a clothing store. The next spot that I open up is going to be a, um, it'll be like a, a, I don't want to say too much about it, but basically like a, like a compound, like a multi-use space, multimedia type of space that has like, that, that encompasses all the things that we're doing. So there'll be photography and, and, and a fashion section over there. I mean, it just makes sense that after you make them right here, then you still got to take a picture of the clothes or put them out. Yeah. So let's go over here. And then now we might as well bring in people from the hood who nice with the camera. And then now these people can shoot it, we make it, and then everything kind of like stays in that, in, in, that, um, in that circle. You know what I mean? Right. It all goes hand in hand anyway. Yeah, we should have yeah. wanted just need to close the store at this point. People order stuff online like crazy. But if you got a spot where you work at or an office or something like that or something that serves the people and there's a brand with it, then you might as well have a retail section over here where people can right. grab some of your stuff. Right. Why not? Like restaurants do. Exactly. Yeah, get your hat or t-shirt from Hooters. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I see that you have a team. I, I like to, teams are so important to me, man. So I like to carve out a little time for you to shout out your team, you know, uh, your creators, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to mention them, cause I know I'll be kind of uh, diving into the people that you work with. Got you. Okay. So I got a few teams. Um, as far as this, like, this is what we can call the flagship or co-flagship being an NFT project, that team, because that's like probably the most important right now. And me as like the creator and the designer of it, you know, I had the idea to create these NFTs um, that have, that has physical utility and utility on the back end for uh, the users that buy NFTs. We'll get into utility and all that stuff in a second. But um, so yeah, Malachi or nickname Mook, he is number one, he, he's the co-star in the cartoon, but he's also an administrator in the um, NFT or for the NFT space. Now he comes from a line of uh, endeavors and creations on his own. Like all the, the other two gentlemen that's a part of this thing, they're their own people on their own. It's not like this is my company and then I brought some people in, you know, so um. In this situation where that applies, but for this, you need people that that's used to being able to galvanize people or reach out into a certain world. And that's what Luke can do. You know, he worked on uh, multiple um, clothing brands. He worked on multiple um, 
artists' albums and his own. He's an artist himself. So I know for what we need him for as far as being an administrator. Because when you're creating an NFT, you have to set up a, a, a Discord and run and build a community mixed in with social media. And the Discord is like a messaging chat back and forth where you kind of, you know, let everybody see what you get. It's, it's, yeah, it's just a different messaging service. But that's usually where people, you know, have their, have their, um, have their uh, NFT conversations, announcements, and things like that. So um, then you got Philly. Philly is, he's an eclectic um, fellow. So he, and usually when people are like creators, designers, or animators, or something like that, they have a different view on life. And that's kind of why I felt like I needed him. You know, we worked in the past, he's worked on magazines and he's done all kinds of stuff as well. And I think there should be a point where we get back, we do another one and I got all three of us in the thing so they can kind of like, you know, you know, pop their own, you know, their own talk. But um, yeah, he, he's, he's been in the space. He's, he's a person that um, if he did it, you know, it's going to have quality. You know, it's going to be top notch. You know what I'm saying? And me and him have had we had had discourse in the past because we like we kind of think the same. So, you know, if if something isn't a good art, he'll tell you, like, that's not good. But he'll say it like that. And you're like, well, you ain't gotta say it like that. Why can't we? So that he might rub you the wrong way, but he knows what he's talking about. And as the um as the founder, you gotta be able to see talent move certain things out the way and get things done and be able to work with each other. Because just because he can be direct and say things like that, that doesn't mean that he doesn't do the best work, he do the best work. So let's get the job done. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm, I'm excited to jump out there with them too. Okay. All right. Um, to build on that, uh, let's start from the beginning. Can you give, and this is basically for my listeners and a lot of people out there who are not caught up. Can you tell us gotcha. a little bit about NFTs and what okay. they are, the benefits right, of them? Right. right. Now, before I say this, don't let whoever is hearing this, don't let this new world scare you because number one, it's here. So we don't got no choice. And that's what I told myself. You know what I mean? Again, so I didn't go to school for these. I wasn't in high school building computers, you know, and I didn't go to, like I played football in high school. I'm from the hood and I go to college, play ball for, and I go to school for business. So don't think that it's like, well, you had this background where, nah, I just, I just go, that's all. So NFTs stand for non-fungible token. A non-fungible token is something that can't be swapped for anything identical. So if I were to give you a dollar, you give me a different dollar back, but it's still the same value. But if I were to give you and NFT, you can't give me a, a different NFT, even if it's the same picture, it has a different digital footprint. So it's a one of one itself. So it being a one of one, that starts, that kind of begins the value of something when it's, when you can't duplicate it. So then to make it simpler, um, since we've, pr we've produced different products in the past. So in my phone, I have like a, a list of barcodes, but I don't know what those barcodes are. I got to click on each one. I got to look at the last four numbers and say, which one was that? Now, what if I put a picture on each one of those barcodes? Then I'll know exactly which ones are which. So that's all NFT is. It's, it's, um, it's numbers and letters together 
that looks like a link. That's, mm. that's really what it is. Now, artists said, you know what? Let's put a picture over top of this and make it valuable because it's rare. There's only one of these. Even if it's the same picture, this one is 104586 and this one's 104587. You see what I'm saying? So now we both own a part of a collection of this art, but mine is mine and yours is yours. So that's kind of the basis of you know what an NFT is. It's not necessarily about art. Artists made it about art and turned up and I respect it, you know, as an artist myself. But at the same time, in the future, I can see since like I said, it's just a digital code. I can see you having this digital code on your phone. You go in your wallet, open it up, you get to the door and scan it to your door, and then it's gonna unlock your uh unlock your door. Mm. See what I'm saying? You can use that for anything. Don't necessarily think of just um, all right, so for another example, Nas, he drops an NFT. He drops a music NFT. And so this is a different aspect. So the first, what I was talking about was a picture and they call those PFPs, profile pictures. And you see a lot of those with the monkeys or the different right. little, yeah, so that's just a profile picture. Nas dropped a music NFT, which is like done uh, what they call like fractionals and just, Think of the word itself, fractional, it breaks down. So he drops rare, I mean, he puts out rare from King's Disease, no, rare, rare's King's Disease 2, and ultra black from King's Disease 1. So he, he puts those two up and offered everybody or a certain amount of people, because he can say there's a thousand of them available. He can make that choice. People uh, popularly make 10,000 collection NFTs. So I'm not doing that, I'm starting a, a niche community, small type of people that are about the brand. And mine's going to be uh, just under 2,000, it'll be 1,999. But we'll get okay. to that. But as far as Nas is concerned, when they when they put this music out, it's only two songs. So it has to be broken down. You bought a piece, I bought a piece, everybody bought a piece. But this is the money that can be made now in this era with the same music that you just dropped. He could have said, I think he, he capped it at like a thousand or maybe a couple thousand. It wasn't that much. But he can say, I'm dropping this for, or I'm dropping a hundred thousand of these. And my lowest package is going to be, his lowest package was $99. So that means that from a hundred and up, people paid for a fraction of owning this, uh, this NFT, owning this song. So what, what do you get with that? I don't know uh, particularly what they offer with that besides, you know, owning it and having the rights and getting kicked back whenever it makes money whenever royalties come in. That's right. the obvious most part to get the royalties, get a piece of that. You know, then you can say, I own a piece of Nas catalog, you know what I mean? And whatever else they may offer, you may get to all Nas's concerts for free, scan, boot, I got the NFT, you know what I mean? You may be able, any special access, you can scan this NFT and get access to it. So that that's some of the things that we're gonna do as well. Tory Lanez, he made a million. He sold a million NFTs for a dollar. And he said, it's dropping on this day, and it dropped, it was him and Cassidy had a little back and forth battle um, about who he, him stealing his lyrics or something like that. Um, Tory Lanez uh, put out a response and dropped it as an NFT. And it sold out in 59 seconds. You know, what? he makes the announcement. If they go over there, a million people only paid a dollar. And guess what? It's not like that's going to no record label. They ain't going nowhere but to his wallet. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's a whole different... Y'all looked at it. Tory Lane's jumping around the room like, is it official? Is it official? And whoever was watching it on the thing told him like, yeah, it's official. So instead of selling my album for $10, he sold a whole album. 
it wasn't a song. I'm pretty sure it was a whole album he dropped for a dollar. But since there's a million of them, I'm making a million dollars right now. And man. that's like, yeah, it's, it's like that. It's, it's like an that. amazing so, time, man. <laughs> this is, I keep, I've been saying this, and it's so new that you're not like, it seems like right now, if somebody doesn't know about it, they're on the other side of the, of the fence or the glass, just sitting there watching all this stuff go on. And I was just like that. And the people that are like whales now in the space that, you know, can, that might have paid six figures for an NFT or made a million or a couple of million off NFT, they only been in this since like August. Yeah. You know, this isn't a space, you know what I'm saying? Like if you've been in it for five years, you're the super duper OG. The yeah. little bit uh, like crypto punks is what they're called, but the little pictures that looks like old Nintendo 8-bit games. Yeah, joints. yeah. Crypto punks that they they were like one of the first ones. They dropped the NFT in like 2017. And listen, you can tell if you think about it, you can tell this was going to go this life was going to go this way because gamers they would buy things when they're playing the game. I'm not a big uh, gamer, but they would buy things while they're playing the game, and they would feel accomplished when they bought it. You know, they're like, "Man, I got this new. My boy will show off his cars. You know, look, I got this right here." And he really, you know, so I can see people. When you think about the metaverse. I can see people creating these spaces. And now, since there's digital currency, there's cryptocurrency, I don't want to go too far or go too fast. But like being at that exists now, you can charge to go into this club that's on the office. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? So now all of that's right now is free. People are just running around in there and going into the studio. I was with my boy yesterday in the studio. It was crazy. I wasn't with my boy. He's in Florida. But you know, on there, me and him together was moving around for like an hour or two. And then we're talking to the uh, people who built the studio. He's telling us, you know, his thoughts and what he wants to do. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it reminds me of, or not reminds me, but it's similar to um, the cannabis boom, the gold rush, those type times. It's that early and it's that big because a lot of those, but the difference is those were tangible things. This is digital. so. When you were trying to jump, run out there, run to California or Denver or wherever and start your cannabis business, you still needed a certain bag to be able to set all this up, hire this up, get this passed and all these yeah. laws and all that. You know what I mean? Same thing with, with, with the gold rush, but like even with the dot-com boom. But this, you, is not like that. This, you yeah. can you can affordably build something that can, can uh, like net you millions of dollars or maybe not millions of dollars it might not be that don't be in it for that but it can it can put you in another space it can definitely give you the light like this podcast should be an nft at some point to where like it just has that digital footprint connected to it so whenever you decide to make it an nft and everybody that's watching now they'll be in a discord watching it and they can watch it for free all oh, that's for free but you got your money from us when we bought the nft and that made me a part of your part of your crew instead of just charging a membership because somebody might not know me or know who I'm interviewing. So they might not want to uh, pay to get in this spot. You know what I mean? But if I can be a part of this community, it ain't necessarily about me knowing you or knowing branding as much as it's about, look, all these people in here that's, that's networking and he got these guests on us talking about this and this and that. And this NFT represents that. And that's something that I can hold and I can, my avatar or whatever so that's kind of how i that's kind of how i see it some people strictly see it as art but i see it as like multi-useful i i have not seen it in that light um the tory lane story 
sounds like the epitome of millionaire by morning. <laughs> you Yo, know what I'm saying? That's millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the epitome of it. And the, the thing like about it. it is, is the whole concept of my brand is the fact that you can put something together and you can sell it. You know, it's it's just like um, an NBA player. You know, um, you fall in love with basketball when you're young, you work every day, you know, you get, hopefully you can grow to be past six foot something, you know, right. but you still got to put that work in. Um, you still got to face competition, but you may just happen to wake up one morning and get a phone call from an NBA team that say, we want you to come play for us. And this is how much we'll pay you. Mm -hmm. So not only is that a scenario, but like you say, if you can understand the whole NFT aspect and work it in your way, I think at this moment in time, what we're going through in this day and age, like the sky really is the limit. We've heard that a lot, but at this moment, I believe that's the case, man. And I mean, all right, so... <laughs> For people who still believe like it's something, because this that's probably like the main, that's probably like the main question when it comes to like the new uh thriving industries. They're like, you know, what is this Bitcoin thing I'm talking about? What is uh this NFT thing? I missed the the early Bitcoin training, you know, and some of those things, like some of my people, they got in early and they're they're enjoying it, you know, and yeah. whatever utility comes with it. You know, it's, that, that's part of the game for them because they're not just in it for the money. It's part of the whole chase, you know. But in this situation, think about this. Think about this. Um, there was a point when phones came out. And when phones came out, it was just about communication. Then it turned into a point where you can carry a phone. And I remember when people first got cell phones and like it had like the little block joints, you know what I mean, them. Like to that to being able to be on your phone and talk as a TV. I'm saying it's going to happen. When we had phones, we were using uh, touch screens for a long time before we really started downloading apps. But apps were already existing. You know what I mean? People were using apps. Think about how long it took people to even rather be. Man, some some of the phones came with early podcasts or only early uh. Uh, software that you can set up and, and cast to uh, different people and things like that. So yeah. I'm saying like it's going to be something that everybody uses. It's not going to be something that that the techies just use. It's going to be something that everybody uses. No different than seeing uh, like how I'm looking at a barcode on something right now, and they know when it comes to the front, scan it, boom. Like no different than like um the one on here, yeah, like a QR code. So we just didn't know what those were not too long ago. You know what I mean? We just didn't know what those were. Then we start using them. Boom, boom, boom. Now we, as in my company in particular, we use them and we work them in our designs. If you take a picture of this shirt, now it's going to take you to my website. See what I'm saying? So now yeah. we're creating like, like smart apparel and, you know, rest in peace, Nipsey, because when I seen Nipsey, Nipsey do an interview, he was talking about, um, you know, making smart clothes and having a smart store when you're in there and you can, you know, snap that and it'll take you to wherever, give you more information about it. everything in the story he was talking about doing something, doing something similar and or something like that. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, like that is exactly, 
Like, I'm glad somebody, it's not like, oh, he's doing it and I'm not. I'm like, thank you. I'm glad somebody sees, you know, you know, I'm glad somebody doesn't see a boundary. You know, it doesn't matter if this is that and this is that over here. We're going to marry these two things. And now we're going to turn art and technology and splash and drip into one entity being right here. So I can see that piece of clothing. I can scan that piece of clothing and I can get whatever digital, whatever information that comes up digitally. And I haven't even heard any other artists that come out with lines and brands. They, you know, or say anything like that or look to do maybe not that, but just innovative things. You know, they yeah. might just make make like concert apparel or something like that, or like merch as they call it, but not necessarily like take another step just to see where it could go, just to be, you know, he was definitely forward thinking, man. Even that yeah. hundred dollar mixtape, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, um, oh, today is March 1st, speaking of which, rest in peace so to my boy Wolf, uh, 1999, Wolf Lope passed away, that's our guy. And every year where we from a homestead in Pittsburgh, we, um, it's a national holiday. So today, I mean, somebody might be in another state or wherever, but they're going to have it. Matter of fact, I'll pour my drink too. But yeah, so um, definitely somebody I looked up to um, back in the day and we were just on there telling old stories about how I used to watch him and my brother put their rap groups together and things like that. Like just stuff like that is just like priceless. You can't get it back. So rest in peace, Wolf. Cheers. Rest in peace, man. Appreciate it. For Cheers. sure. Well, all my answers would be like that, though. So I, I'd be like, hold on, let me chill. Let me go and let you ask something else. Let me chill, because all my answers. No, no, you good, man. This is this is your platform. I mean, it's my platform, but this is you talking to my people, you know? Gotcha. So especially about the NFTs, you're putting it in a way that I've never even really heard. And mm -hmm. I know that that's, uh, that's some fire, you know, information right there. Um, when you're saying, when you're saying forward thinking, and like Nipsey Hussle knew that. I don't know. I, I read he he read a marketing book or whatever is the reason for that hundred dollar mixtape. So mm. that was genius in my eyes. But I heard that's where it came from. So you know where I, it, I thought that he got it from. Um, so matter of fact, me and my boy were just talking about that. My man said that he had bought Jay Z's. So Jay Z said your single was ninety nine cents. Mine's four bucks. So he said, my man said he bought Jay-Z's single and didn't know who Jay-Z was because it cost more than all the rest of them. So I do believe that Nipsey read, read the book and then set that up. But to piggyback off of that, Jay-Z bought a hundred of those hundred dollar yeah. CDs. Yeah, and I remember I, that. He was like, I had the highest, uh, I had the most expensive joint back then. So I see I see the young fella, let me go to support. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of what I got. Yeah, that was dope, man. But being that he's the only one that stands out as far as combining technology and art. Mm -hmm. So he had to get that from somewhere. Right. Right. So, um, and what I mean is he didn't get it out of the rap community. He had to either, right. you know, be um, in touch with or in tune with someone who knew about these types of things. So mm -hmm. with you being from Pittsburgh, where do you get your information from? as far as, you know, your forward thinking is concerned? Right, um, that's a good question. Because I asked myself, where does it all derive from? And it's, it's, it's a collective in itself. Um, part of it is knowing, like the earth is my turn, first of all. You know what I mean, I'm from here, but you know, everywhere I go, I'm me. 
So I'm not one of these people or one of those people that would like, that would move somewhere else. And then like they, they call me Pittsburgh. So I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm not, no, I'm beat odds. We ain't, we ain't doing that. You know what I mean? Wherever I'm at, I meet. And that goes the same when, when you're in certain rooms and everything. But then I guess even when I think of that, that had to come from somewhere too. So I, I would say my family, you know, my family, they're, they're all in, in their own, we're all similar, but in our own industries or in our own way. But we, we don't, we don't see things as they are ever, you know, whatever it is, you know, we kind of, you know, take it to another level. My sister, she has a plant company that she blew up out the mud and didn't even have to spend that much money to do it, but just to work. And she's down in DC with her partner, but they didn't just sell plants. Like they built a brand and like a community and a feeling that comes along with with their brand grounded. And when you buy plants, you know, they make you feel like you're taking home your child. You know? So, um, and my brother, he, or one of my brothers, my next oldest brother who I was referring to, he is, um, he's a developer. And he's in Silicon Valley, and but he's from here. He went out there to to, to go out there and get after it. He's uh, he's had some success, but he, I mean, he's a self he's self taught. He taught himself how to play the piano. Taught himself how to computer code. Like he's one of them type of people. So um, all of us, when we um, go after something, rest in peace with my older brother Damien. He was another one of those people too. I went with him first to New York. I went to New York a bunch of times to buy clothes and things like that for my own store. But the first time I went, and I was just telling the son this, my nephew, uh, it was with him. And riding up there with him and hearing him, he's the type of person that would give you a bunch of game all the time. So when I'm hearing the game, he's giving me the game in the car on the road up there. And then when you get out here, look, this is how you got beat. This is how you got to move and all of that. So I'm young, taking all of that in. You know, so um, like my dad was like that too. You know, he, he definitely was a, or is a, a, a business a business chaser, you know, like these, like these people are, I'm referring to like serial entrepreneurs, you know what I'm saying? Like my cousins, all that, they just, they just weren't ever regular. And I'm younger than everybody that I'm around. I just turned, I'm proudly, just proudly turned 40 in October, but um, my peoples are still like, you know, one or maybe two, three, four grades higher than me. And then beyond, I hang with, you know what I mean? I hang always sometimes too, just to get the game. I like getting the game from people. So that's probably why I like giving the game. You know, but um, getting that from from those people, I was able to like tie in, you know, information that I learned in the streets, information that I learned at school. You know, I felt like a dual threat every time I came back to campus. And then every time I went home, like no matter where I went, they were asking me about the other side. You know what I mean? Don't let don't let them fool you. When I every time I went to the hood and it wasn't like and to just to kind of frame who I am, like I'm not the one who came from a certain place and was looking out the project window and, and, and talking about these people. And then they do the story, say, this guy came from circumstances. Like, no, these dudes are my boys, my friends. I come back to the block and tell them, you're like, yo, look, man, I, I went to Virginia Beach. You're like, for real? And I'm showing pictures from my throwaway camera, you know what I mean, back then. So it's like, my boys, a lot of times, at the time, they didn't necessarily lead a hood. You know what I mean? They had a bunch of money, but they didn't lead a hood. So I was like bringing, like that culture back. And they're like, hey, you put me up on game, man. You know what? Next time I'm coming with you when you go back down. We would have a ball. You know what I'm saying? And then I would go back to school and tell them, like, no, nah, it's not. And tell teachers or professors and everything, like, man, I understand where you're going with this, but the people that that you're referring to, 
they see it like this. So I was trying to get game on both sides the whole time. Yeah. So I'm like a constant learner. I think that's what it is. And I like sponge and pick up off, off of people. That's what's up, man. It sounds like uh, it's just in you, you know, <laughs> which was probably leading up to my next question about what continues to motivate you. But it seems as the people around you, you know, is somewhat a piece of that, a part of that. Uh, um, the motivation. They were, but I had to, I, I had to physically tell myself or ask myself and tell myself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because, you know, the heart, they say the heart works best when it beats for others. But after a while, you can get run down. And I remember getting to a point where I was like, man, I'm helping everybody that I can. I'm doing as much as I can. And I'm lending a lot of my time. I'm lending a lot of me, like not just uh, giving out money or, or not giving out, but like giving money if somebody needed it or something like that, but lending me because they'll be able to take this and use more from it. And after a while, I got burned out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus and go stupid. And if I do that, then maybe I won't have so much on my plate because I got this out the way. There's no getting my, my family and friends out the way. This is from, this will always be. Somebody will always have something or I may have something going on. So we're going to need each other as long as we exist. But I can put this in a place where, okay, I can set this up. This can start working on its own. When I'm sleeping, I can wake up and see orders. I can wake up or I can, you know, do, do the deals online and not as much heavy labor. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now there needs to be a point where it's about, I never try to wear the credit. You know what I mean? I never, so, but I have to tell myself like, yo, you got to focus. I do that just to be able to get through it. But um, there is, there is, lastly, I'll say, there is like a, a internal North Star to where I feel like if I don't get the most out of the situation, it might sound crazy. I feel like if I don't get the most out of a situation, then I'm totally disrespecting God's creation because God put it there to be created and I ain't doing it. And I'm supposed to be built like that to do it. You know what I mean? So I will like put a little pressure on myself to make sure I kind of like, I like go as hard as I can go, you know, in, in attempts to execute, you know, whatever it is that I'm, I'm going out there. Right. Take it, you get to the point you take it personally. Yeah, yeah, I take it personally. So I feel like yeah. God take it. That's how I look at it. Yeah. So with everything that you have, um, going on from you know the hustle collective on down mm -hmm. what what is your um like what is your marketing technique how do you how do you get the word out and get people knowing about it all great question great question so i um first for the nft that the nft in itself is a way because it's so new that People want to know about it. So say I had, you know, if I had t-shirts for sale or something like that, I keep using t-shirts. But, um, you know, you might have said, okay, let me holler out or whatever, whatever. But if it's something that's cutting the edge, something new, something that people might want to hit, get a little game about, that kind of entices the, uh, the, the, the customer or the, the people per se. And boom, there you go. So when you, when you say in the beginning, a lot of people want to know about what NFTs are and things like that. I know that. I know they do. You see what I'm saying? So if I know about this and I make my own, then now I can not only just tell you about mine, but educate you on how you could do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So like ours didn't drop yet. 
you know, so, uh, but yeah, as far as that process is concerned, the reason why it's a good process, because it takes a little time, but it's good because you're, you're putting everybody in one place that's about the same thing, similar to um, like groups on Facebook. See what I'm saying? Like groups on Facebook, and if people don't know, that's another great place that I slept on for years. I slept on that for years. And then I'm like, man, it's time we're done building. I'll go into a cave sometimes and build and then come out and then be like, all right, now it's time to show the world. So one of the first thing I did was say, look, we're doing, um, we're open for interviews because we're dropping our NFT and we're dropping our next uh, series from um, Hustle Man, a cartoon. And the next day, or maybe that day, that night, you hit me in the group. And we had, we didn't met, we didn't know each other, right? Right, no, not at all. See, so that's what the groups do because everybody in this group, they're all black podcasts or about that business, about that industry in some kind of way. In your main Facebook feed, that's everybody. Yeah. That's about everything. Right. You know what I mean? So it took me a while to like, hold on, hold on, market directly in your groups. So I do the same thing in the NFT groups. Boom, this was going on, this was going on. Started a whole discussion just about Snoop Dogg and got all these hits and views and comments because Snoop dropping the, he got death row and then he's going yeah. to and all these things. So I have information on that. I don't have to be an expert on NFTs. I know about them. I'm an expert on Snoop Dogg. I'm an expert right. on, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. don't jump out your space. So now when I'm speaking in that space, they're listening and somebody tried to say something like, oh, you know, we don't need labels in, we don't need labels in, in this. No, you see what happened last time when labels control things and all that. And I'm like, well, last time labels were controlling things like that, those dudes weren't in position. These dudes were the ones that were getting jerked. So you think that, no, that's why Snoop gives so many people uh, situations all the time. And he gives so many people so much, I mean, he gives so much love and so much game and opportunity. Think about all of the rappers who got rappers now who they're not jerking them and they're getting all of it. So it's perfect for all of them to get into that. You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing is uh, us having a cartoon. Um, we didn't want to just put that out on Facebook or put that out on any app and just post it. You know, so what we did was say, hey, we're putting this in the theater. You know what I mean? So we got one coming in April too and it'll be our third installment. But that's another way. So you, it, it's like a, elevated version of grassroots because that's tangible it's in people's faces you can pull up right there and do it but at the same time you still get the you, you still get the the quote-unquote look that you're looking for that translates digitally to whatever social service you want to post it on so you can have the physical event here you can give out and sell clothing there you can screen your show and network there and then the second part of it is the next day Everything that came from the, uh, the picture gallery, we all in front of the, the marquee, the handshakes, the interviews, and all of that. So it's really like building it, you know. That's this. It's really building it. Um, I, I don't. It's not like one thing. One little cheat code I'll say is like now I scout, and when I when I go out to the club or something like that, because I don't hang that often. I'm always working or doing something. But when I go out, I'm looking for certain things, certain people, for voices, because it's all about voiceovers with a cartoon. Right. So when, when I'm seeing people performing all that, I'm looking to see if, if they can fit or can they be the person that I need for them to be. But whoever it is, this artist has a following. So now I got this artist that's in here. They're bringing their following to the premiere. Plus, they, I bring my following to the premiere. There's other artists or other 
known uh, characters or people that all collectively bring, I love that word collective, that, that brings everybody to the table at the same time. Because it's, 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 if you just post a flyer and keep posting a flyer, you're just gonna be posting a flyer. Like people don't care about that, there's too much going on. You know what I mean? Which is why in those groups, the moderators will, will usually say, um, you know, introduce yourself. Say the reason why you're posting it, what are you trying to get out of this post? That's a tip too. You know what I mean? Ask, ask me, what do y'all think of this track? Don't just post a link of your song that don't nobody know in a group or on thing and then say ain't nobody supporting me. Sometimes it's about how we present ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It it sometimes it's about what you what you ask for. You didn't ask True. no one to listen to it. You know what I no. mean? <laughs> <laughs> you just posted. Yeah. Yeah, you just posted. Right. So yeah, man, you gotta ask. For, I'm a big proponent of that. You gotta ask for what you want. You might put share. Just saying, share. Somebody might be like, "I'll share it." Boop. Yeah. All you did was put a link in there. Yep. Yeah, man. You right about it. Um. So hustle, man. The superhero, far as the cartoon is concerned. Let's let's jump into him and and his antics and tactics and things. Yes, man. Hustle, man. The superhero started out as a comic. And um, like, um, I have a, a not a background. I, I used to always draw, so freehand drawing. I'm like a, I'm, I'm skilled. I'm a skilled freehand artist, but not technically uh, trained. Whereas, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't take classes and you know learn to take these into some kind of little book and things like that. You know, I just drew a bunch of Ninja Turtles and Bart Simpsons and. Uh, Miami Hurricane, all kind of little logos, characters, anything I can draw, Flintstones, everything. So um, I started out there, but we started meeting up and saying, hey, let's pose and do the scenes that we want for the comic and we can knock out more scenes and not just wait on B to sketch them all out. We're like, all right, cool. So we started doing that. And then we had the comic finished. And then just as we had the comic finished, we had an opportunity uh, from a third party developer to be able to get um to be able to make the cartoon in my head what we're doing right now was end of 2023 christmas premiere type not this year you know what i mean a, a while back i mean uh a, a miles away a ways away so um being able to do that was a blessing get it done and then also now that i was able to get the like the the, the scene templates and everything i can create the character so although i didn't build the template, I didn't build the, um, the, the the model base itself. Everything after that I designed. So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give somebody some game. I'm gonna give y'all some game real quick. So before I even go further, so our intellectual property, our IP is good storytelling. And then the characters created, but we didn't build the platform that is built on. And, and that is what you wanna do ultimately. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, if you had a streaming service that you are trying to like uh, build up to go public, you won't be able to go public with that streaming service unless you own the intellectual property of the entire thing. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So when we sell ours, so first of all, we, we're going to transition out to out of our current uh, situation, the way we're creating, and then we're going to bring in a team then have those animators build out what we want to build out. And it might, mm -hmm. might be a different medium, might look a little different or maybe a little elevated and upgraded. 
but we'll own it to and through as opposed to owning the story, owning um, certain values of it. But at the end of the day, I can't sell, I can, I can sell you the, um, this is what you asked me, but I feel like it's more important. It's, a lot of, it's, it's almost like being a dope rapper versus owning the company and knowing the difference on what comes back from it. But um, yeah, the short of it is you want to own as much as what you're doing as possible. And that gives you your IP or intellectual property. So with us, we are on the third episode, um, Hustle Man and Pro. Pro is short for the protector. And that's played by my uh, my partner, Mook. He's not here, I just point on one. But um, they're from another planet, Planet Esther. And their planet's dying. So they're tasked to go out and find some more steel, which uh, powers their planet. Now, where I'm from, Pittsburgh is the steel city. Okay, so the steel mills were all in Pittsburgh and that's why it's called the steel city. That's why we're called the stealers because you're a stealer if you worked in the mills. So like my people, my family, grandparents, all kinds of people. I got friends that still work in mills now. It's not like it was back then. Right. Um, and where I'm from in particular, Homestead, the borough of Homestead, which is like, right on the city limit line. So like half of the bridge is Pittsburgh, half of the bridge is Homestead. And that's kind of where they carved out where they put the steel mills at. And um, being from there, just hearing all the stories and everything from school, whatever else, we made Homestead steel this super, super powerful mineral, like it's vibranium or something with Black Panther. So that's why it powers their home planet. So they're like, man, we're out, we're getting low. So um, our reserves are low and our planet's dying. We gotta go back. We got to go get some more homestead steel. Now they originally left the steel here in on this planet. We think it's ours. We're still city crazy. Pittsburgh is super, super, super prideful in that industry and what it did for America overall and everything else. So it's going to be. It's like just just funny the fact that like what you mean this ain't ours. Like they what they brought it here first. So it, we had a struggle in the conversation of even making that part of the story because like we felt like we're fronting on our own city saying that it ain't from us, it ain't come from here or something. But we try to be like as organic as we can to the point where we talk ourselves out of something that some sounds don't make sense, but then it comes back around, you know? But they get here and it's dope. They come back in the nineties, in the mid nineties. That's like when I'm, you know, teenager, mid young teen, 13, 14, 15, so I just remember how everything was. I'm one of these people that like shoot movies in my head daily when I'm walking around. So I remember a lot. So I'll call one of my homies and say, yo, remember uh, when we used to? They'll be like, man, why do you remember that? And I'm like, I, the whole time I've been, I've been shooting, I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing right now. I've been recording, I've been at these stories. You know what I mean? So um, when they're moving around, they come back to a place that they don't recognize. They're like, man, there's gangs drugs and all that so they got to maneuver through that world so that's where the streets come in for them it wasn't necessarily about the streets itself and i had a few people ask me that and i had to like clarify like it's not it's called hustle man but it's not like a street cartoon although there's street aspects to it it takes place in the streets but these people it's also sci-fi they're from another uh another planet and really like the the undertones of it um, the protector is somebody that sets up shop before hustle man gets to where the, where they um doesn't matter it could be a time or a planet so let's just call let's just say steel city for now they don't come to Pittsburgh they come to steel city so that's what it's called in the story um 
he like they got to be able to afford the stuff they're doing. You know what I mean? I'm answering questions that I had when I'm watching cartoons. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, how they just oh, so they're in New Zealand now? Who paid for this? Like, those are the type of things I will see when they <laughs> we say, all right, cool, pro, he's the hustler hustler that you would kind of like identify with. He got 29,000 businesses, small, big businesses, insurance companies, car lots, you know, uh, he's tied into the streets, all these type of things. So when, when H comes down, he crashes hard, he got amnesia. So he, now he needs pro to kind of take him around and, school and help him get back and run things because he don't know what's what. But H, short for also, man, H, he's like, he's, he's built out of steel. And he can put his hand to the ground and pull minerals out of the ground like Magneto or something. He can control steel. Similar, he can do that with all minerals. So this time they're just sent out to get steel. So, you know, that's why he came back here. So him getting acclimated back to, you know, who he is, a lot's going on while he don't know what's going on at all. So he's kind of like following behind the protector, behind the pro until he gets his memory back. He gets it back the same episode, but, um, you don't see him yet, like, turn up. He ain't throw any cars. He didn't do anything yet. I put the, um, I got to stop this, too, sometimes. This, I'm not the character, and I got to tell my people that. We ain't them. They are characters. Don't think it's them. And sometimes yeah. I, put, I put everybody else before my character because I want to see my people shine and all that. You know what I mean? So, but, and, and I'm like, H, his character will come along. I don't want to just jump out there and have him, like, just destroying everything. I want them to kind of learn who this dude is and learn about his home planet and things like that. And I'm gonna kind of tie in a lot of his home planet to our home lands, our home motherland. And then um, the, the, the parallels of how, how H feels that the way he's, although he's the strongest and he, he's time traveled, he can fly and does all these different things and sent everywhere. He still feels like a rich slave for real because he has to move at, the hand of what his planet requires. And there's a, there's a government there, you know what I'm saying? So dealing with all of these bureaucratical issues, he's like, man, they just using me for this, using me for that. And Pro feels the same way because Pro, he's a botanist, a chemist. Um, he he built a plan, he created a planet, Planet Mensar, and it's a green planet. And that planet is the first green plant planet that plant populated all the other planets. So these dudes are like super old, Really, they're like millions of years old or something like that. They're like the original of everything. And then now they just can just jump along to whatever time period and then they just get into all kind of crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what's up. How many episodes do you already have episodes planned out or will you just kind of be writing as you go? No, we're uh 10 season, uh 10 episode season. And then um we're gonna do I think a second season of Hustle Man, and then the third season is Pro Spinoff. It'll either be that or next season coming up. The second season might be Pro Spinoff. It might be that too. Um, all the characters we built to have art of their own, you know what I mean? And they're all like their own type of funny or their own type of dope. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like the Connect, he's like the big, the big, uh, the big drug dealer in the city. But um, you know what? Anybody who's, who's watching this, um, check out hustlecomics.com. Where is it at? Go to the dashboard on, go to the NFTs and go to the dashboard. You go to the dashboard, it has like a, a character breakdown. It's like a 10 minute uh, trailer, but each character 
it kind of tells you, you know, what's going on and, you know, why they, why they exist, you know? So with the connect, he, he's like, he's like the, what you would know as like the biggest boss around whoever you see riding down the street, you look like your dirt such and such. He's that guy, but he got a boss. So peck in order is what's coming across so far. And it's how we wrote it, but then there's certain things that just from creating and standing back, you're like, oh, it's like the story started teaching us. And we're like, man, so this top guy, the, the cartel guy out of the country, he's coming down on the connect saying, hey, man, you stuff is going on and the cops are raiding the spot and all that. I'm not sending you nothing else until you figure out what's going on. So then he cuts out his captain and his captain goes to the block and he's yelling at everybody, like, man, we need to get this together. Then the little homies, they're cussing each other out like, look, man. It happens like that in any part of life. Because on the flip side, when we're talking about the uh, the government and, and the police, for that matter, the mayor is coming down hard on the chief. The chief comes off as the man at first, so you got to go see the mayor. He walk in saying, what's up, Henry? And everything's cool, but he leave out like, it's Mr. Mayor to you. Like, that's how, then it's like, oh, now you realize your level. You're, I ain't here. You're here. Then now the chief, he got to go come down on the cops. Hey, man, get out there and get this together. Now the cops got to crack it. This is real life that 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 exists that we've it ain't just they just hop out and be pissed on their on, on their own thing. Like they're, they're, if this is coming down from somewhere else talking about I need results. I need numbers. I need this to be under this or I'm not going to get another term. And if I'm not going to get another term, heads are going to roll. Like that's how they talk. You know, so that pecking order always serves true. And if there's someone aligned for somebody, they're going to make sure the person under it feels the proper pressure to get it done. And it's going to go all the way down to the source or wherever it starts at or wherever it ends at. But a lot of times people don't realize that it starts way up here just because somebody has a certain position. Yeah. So evading that, I try to stay out of any of the pecking order and create as much of my own as I can. So I don't have that pressure of somebody saying, Hey man, you know? Yeah. When is the premiere? The premiere is in April, but we didn't say the date yet because we're still waiting to see if we are going to do it at just two different theaters that we're looking at. And it's just contingent upon COVID, really. You know what I mean? COVID kind of determines um, how many people can come into this place, um, what we can do in there. Like sometimes uh, we couldn't, like in the past, we couldn't serve drinks. Uh, we couldn't um, start food or anything like that. You had to keep your mask up the whole time and everything. But when we're planning it, we're like, when you come in, you're getting a glass of champagne. You got you got an EIP ticket. Everybody I come through. You know that's the idea. But then some of that gets taken away because you know the arrow win right now. So, but it's going to be in April, one way or the other for sure. Okay. Um, and how can people find you? What are your social media handles if they want to reach out? Yeah. So. Um, Follow me on Twitter, Hustle uh, Hustle Comics NFT, Hustle Comics NFT, which I'm bloated out. We I just started that Twitter. Um, I just brought back all of these socials for the whole time I was working. Um, like I said, I'll go in the cave. Prior to that, all my social media was different. I lost that phone. I couldn't get in none of those accounts. I had to start new ones. So everything that is set now is that. But um, Instagram, Hustle Comics, uh, Facebook, Hustle Vibration. Uh, TikToks is Hustle Comics. Um, uh, let me think. Uh, YouTube. Um, we're, we're about to do a YouTube campaign too, and that is Hustle Vibration right now. But I think I'm gonna do a separate uh, one just for comics because we're starting to put out a bunch of clips. 
because right now there's like a bunch of clips, but they're all on private and unlisted. You know what I mean? So we didn't really open or unlock none yet. So um, I think we're going to get into that too. Oh, hustlecomics.com. And the clothing apparel is shophustlecollective.com. All right, man. That's what's up. Um, I appreciate you for coming on today, man. You have me, bro. I swear. I'll, uh, I definitely want to. Um, I'm going to follow your journey. Definitely. I'm going to check into all the NFTs. Then I'll circle back with you after your premiere. And uh, we'll do this again. How about that? I'd like to get the, uh, man, I got a couple of ideas. I'd like to either get the uh, the team on with you or the cast. That okay. might be, the cast might be funnier. I, I feel like the cast might be crazy if we had like a, a little thing like that where, um, you know, where you can kind of ask them different questions. And it will help me kind of hear, you know, what they think about certain things that they might not tell me or something like that, so. I could be cool too. Okay. We can put that together. No problem. Nope. Nope. All right, man. I surely appreciate it. And Millionaire uh, enjoy by the rest morning. of you. What's that? It's a millionaire by morning. Millionaire by morning. MDM. That's right, man. That's right. Um, so yeah, I definitely support it in any way I can, man. And I'm gonna upload this and we'll we'll go to promoting this, you know, before before your uh premiere. So that way we can get you some views and some people tuned in. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Happy hustling. Same to you, man. Till next time. Yes, sir. Thank you for checking out the show today. We look to enlighten you. If you would like to support the show, we don't believe in accepting handouts. So we have made available merchandise that we will provide you for your support of the show. That's right. Just head over to millionairebymorning.store and pick up a shirt to lounge in, to work out in, or a mug to sip your morning coffee from. Okay. Either way, we thank you. Thank you very much. And don't forget to get out and make millions. Oh, you gotta make millions.